I really did Google Mothman Epstein just to see if there's anything. Ryan could have made that easily. Yeah. What? A Mothman Epstein meme. Yeah. I mean, I think Beatty's really the meme master, if I'm being honest. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Lore 20 Podcast. Here at Lore 20, we follow all high strangeness and focus generally on the Appalachian region of the U.S. Did I say that right? Yeah, you got it. Appalachian? I mean, it's awkward, but it's fine. It's all awkward. You said it right. right. You enunciated the shit out of it. We want want to start off with some appreciative shout-outs. First one, I mean, Kayla McGrew. Instagram. Yeah. Thanks for the oh, shout out. Big shout out. What's up, dude? That, that, yes. that actually shocked me to hell. I got like uh, <laughs> she my up, day. She followed me, so I followed her back because I'm hashtag follow back gang. And uh, I saw her story the next day, and it just said catching up on Lore Twenty, and that uh, that set me back a step. That yes. was cool as hell. Made my day. Great. Big yeah. Shout so out. thanks for shouting us out on social media. We're glad you like the show. And anyone that wants to have their name in the limelight, this beautiful limelight that we provide for yeah. just a moment. Yeah. yeah. Just a moment. You're 15 minutes of fame. All you got to do is just follow us and shout us out on any social media platform at Lore20 Podcast. Talk to us on Twitter. Yep. And just, yeah, just respond to our tweets. They need help on the Twitter. My Instagram's doing fine. He is winning. Oh, the, he is winning the social winning. media. You're doing, you're doing good on social media. No, I'm doing fine. And our Instagram's doing great. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we also have one more thing to talk about before we get right into it, and that is we want to also shout out KY Clips. Oh yes, this is a uh, a good buddy of mine runs the account. It's a uh, <laughs> if if you're into any form of Kentucky sports, uh, being collegiate. Go give KY underscore clips a uh, follow on Twitter. He's putting out some cool stuff on there. I mean, I'm not like name dropping, but like let's mm-hmm. just say Matt Jones from KSR talks about it sometimes. It's not a huge thing, but you know, you know, you know, you know just no Matt. biggie. I'm a big sports guy. I can tell you, <laughs> sports shit is real. All right, it's real, and you should follow it. But yeah, we appreciate the follow back KY clips. Go check them out. And today. We have a highly anticipated guest host. He is the owner and curator of the International Paranormal Museum and Research Center right here in Somerset, Kentucky, known by many as an expert on the Mothman and other cryptids. We have Kyle Cadell. Hello. Hey. Thank you. Guys, sit down. Sit down. Oh, yeah. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're really happy to have you on the podcast, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for being here. I like your new room. You said new. Yeah, oh yeah. I like it. It's, it's this comfortable. Is, yeah. It's a vibe. It's a vibe, <laughs> for sure. We are Do you vibing. have a name for it yet? Ooh. Ooh we we don't have a name. <laughs> what should we name it, Kyle? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that is a lot of pressure. Well, uh, we could ask people, what should we name our studio? Do a Twitter poll. Yeah, do a Twitter we'll poll. Do a poll. We'll, we'll come uh, up with some names. Yeah, we'll let, we'll take Kyle's name that he comes up with by the end of the podcast, and then yep. whatever we figure out and do a poll on Twitter. That's a great idea. All right. So, Kyle. Yes. Yes. There you are. Tell <laughs> us a little bit about yourself and what you're into. What's going on? Yeah. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, my name is Kyle. <laughs> All right. uh, I am 33. I'm a Sagittarius. 
And I Perfect. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just you know, really trying to get out there. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like long walks on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for UFOs over Lake Cumberland. You know? oh. No, um, I am Kyle Cadell. We, I am the owner and co-curator. Co- I can't. It's a hard word. Yeah, yeah, that's a hard one too. Uh, co-curator <laughs> of the International Paranormal Museum and Research Center. We are in the basement of. The one of the older buildings in our downtown Somerset, the Carnegie Community Arts Center. It is about 104 years old. Spooky shit goes it's, on yeah, in there. Yeah. We have we have a librarian that died at our desk about like 17 years ago that uh, multiple people have ran into. We have uh, another guy named James that we don't know too much about, but um, a ghost hunting group came in like eight years ago and did an EVP session. And we're able to determine uh, air air quotations <laughs> going mm-hmm. over the microphone there. No, I've um, seen them hard in real life. Right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, that there's a guy named James that hung out on the third floor, and he was a roofer at the Morrow House that was there before the building mm-hmm. was there, and fell off the roof to his death. So, <laughs> Both of those people really bad at their jobs. Yeah, <laughs> and then we of course have little Mark Thatcher, R.I.P. He is oh, yes. uh, a little boy that died in, like, 1894 that uh, is really weird. Uh, you guys have talked about it in an episode, Clara Morrow, yeah. who mm-hmm. is one of the most famous ghosts in Somerset. Clara Morrow is literally first cousins with Mark Thatcher. That's weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. As, yeah. And, That's crazy. Yeah, so they're two most famous ghosts in Somerset. All, both died right. before they were teenagers yeah. and, like, are first cousins. I never heard of the the Thatcher thing. Like you, we, you guys yeah. were talking about that before we started recording. I I have never heard about it. Oh like, yeah, he's uh, a little boy. I think he was like seven or eight. Don't quote me on that. When he died um, on the property that the Carnegie now stands. Ooh, um, so <laughs> it was. Uh, let me real nerd out for a second. Okay. Um, the before our building was there, it was the site of this guy General T Z Morrow's house, and T Z Morrow. Uh, whoa. I'm going to get political. This I'm so oh, sorry. Here we go. Here, here we, we go. go. He helped fund or start the doc, uh, Republican Party of Kentucky. Uh, he was one of the like wow. 34 original people. And so mm-hmm. he lived right there where my museum now stands. That's and uh, <laughs> he had two kids, uh, two twin boys. He had more than two kids, but two twin boys. And one of them was Edwin P. Morrow. Little Edwin grew up to be the 40th governor of Kentucky. Yeah. Born Whoa. right where my little... So He's are you there? What? <laughs> yeah. Are you there just to spite him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, every night I. Oh, yeah, Got a dark corner. Nice. So he had uh, the governor and all the other people uh, had several kids in the house, and little Mark Thatcher lived right next door in a house that's now torn down that was part of the Underground Railroad, quote unquote. Um, wow. The Perkins house. And uh, it's the one that was literally right next door uh, that was torn down like 15 years ago. Um, I remember. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was like a historical landmark yeah. or something. They were, yeah. It, a lot of people said about it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it like supposedly hooked into the, uh, I'm sure you've heard about the Somerset tunnels. There's tunnels that go under uh, Pulaski County. We have heard. heard. We okay. have some... Thoughts and we yeah. have things. Oh, I like means, things are in the work. Baby means he thinks there's lizard people down there. Absolutely, oh. I don't know. We know, <laughs> yeah, no, of course. We actually know that they're down there. Yes, but. it's a fact. It's not even disputable. <laughs> but yeah, so um, he lived in that house. He'd come play all the time. Uh, and one day in I believe 1894, 
he was playing with a bow and an arrow with the kids there and don't exactly know how it happened, but he ended up getting shot by that little arrow. Mm-hmm. Well, first and, off, as you do play with bow and arrows. Yeah. Child. yeah. <laughs> you know. I. You know what? They're I was going to make a joke about that, but I can remember a time in downtown Somerset, you know, the apartment where you used to live. Yeah. I played with a bow and arrow there as a child in that <laughs> yard. What did you do? I did. Did you hunt other children? No. Were you possessed like by the ghost of Mark Thatcher? I yeah, can't maybe. say. <laughs> But I don't remember much about I it, so I think a, I was possessed. I wonder if there's a synchronicity there. Oh. It is kind of weird. I want to know oh, what that Ryan is. Exact time is reincarnated mm. Mark Thatcher. Oh, yeah. you heard it here first. <laughs> well, Exclusive. how do you think I got this job? <laughs> you know, come full circle yeah. for you. Yeah, so poor little Mark Thatcher died from an arrow. And at the time, what is now Anderson Office Supply was actually the hospital, literally right across wow. the street. Whoa, and I didn't so, know that at all. yeah, with medical attention, uh, if you go second floor of the insurance side, mm-hmm. uh, there's a glass ceiling, and that was the surgery room. That was like, so you get more is light. It, uh, Parker Insurance there? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, old Matt Durham, shout out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out, Matt Durham. <laughs> Man, we need to talk to him. We need to go see that. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> we really need to see that. That's cool. Yeah, so even with medical help that right, uh, that close, he died on the property. Little, tiny little Mark, little baby yeah. Mark. Uh, I think even his tombstone says little Mark Thatcher. Like, yeah. That's I've been his to his name. tombstone. It's a cool now, tombstone. does yeah. it say little or lil? Lil. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Lil, Mark. <laughs> a rat. lil Mark. Shout out Lil Mark. Lil yeah. Shout, Shout out Marky Mark. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so he has still been seen to this day in our building, uh, especially in the basement where uh, the museum is uh, and the room next to us. He's been seen messing with our elevator, goes up and down by itself. Several people have seen him running uh, through the main room that's now called the Bistro, and uh, people have heard him laughing. And so when, my, when our building was the library, which it stopped being that about 11 years ago, uh, almost every single librarian that had a... Uh, office downstairs claims to have seen Mark Thatcher. So yikes, linger much? Yeah, come <laughs> well, on. How how often are the sightings? Like um, I want to get into that. Is yeah. there like how often does this occur? So I'm not sure. Some of the uh, I've talked to two older librarians that did work in our building mm-hmm. when it was library that said that they used to say goodnight to him every night because uh, if they didn't in the morning, like things would be messed up. Like things, oh, wow. things would be like moved. Like, Got to tuck him in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, so what um, I'm what I'm getting at is. What are my possibilities of seeing this little boy? Oh, one. How can Stephen? Okay, piss cool. Him off? Yeah, I, how I'll, can I piss him off? <laughs> Let's just go conjure him right now. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, last time I fucked with anything there, I fucked with that uh, leprechaun that you had. Oh yeah. <laughs> what was his name? Uh, John Jameson Irish Whiskey. Okay. <laughs> I the leprechaun. That's I had trouble sleeping for about three days. Really? I swear oh, that's, you. That's going in his official story. Please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, episode. you were. Dude. You were a jerk to him, right? I you was were... a jerk to him. And I didn't, like everybody else was, but they apologized, and I just kind of like didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't sleep very well. Uh, that's like, awesome. I didn't well, not awesome for you, but awesome. no, not awesome. <laughs> I didn't like stay up thinking about him, but I couldn't sleep. Pretty dude. damn cool for the museum. But sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um, imagine you're you're dead asleep, and you just. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he has still been seen in our building. Um, there is a portrait of little Mark Thatcher that hangs now in the new library. It used to hang in our building. Uh, his family had it painted of him after he was dead and then eventually donated it to the library. 
and where they've moved it to their new library building, a lot of the stuff that's been associated with him uh, being running around laughing, using the elevator, happens more often in the new library than in our building. So it's, oh, yeah. it's moved. So um, he's carried over. Yeah, he's most often seen in the teen section uh, at the new library, which is the downstairs, like, right below yeah, where his yeah. portrait is there. So, go give him a shout-out. He'll, uh... Whoa. That's shout us wild, out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, little Mark, we have him, we have the librarian who died of the stroke, and we have old James who, you know, fell off. And then we put all of, We have haunted stuff that we put into the museum... It. God knows what's attached. I love it. But, yeah, I love that shit. <laughs> so hopefully, Mark Thatcher, you know, like is hanging out with a demon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're all just him and the leprechaun. Yeah, yeah he's one hundred percent yeah. hanging out with the leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, and they're drinking that haunted ass bourbon. You know? <laughs> That's also one of my favorite items. There. I'm not trying to spoil the museum, but yeah, it's pretty great. That's uh, like a jackpot too. Like yeah. two months before we opened in Kentucky, someone. Uh, like, my business partner is a school teacher, and one of his students had an uncle that died. Not lucky for him, I guess. But they were cleaning out at his house and found this bottle of bourbon with this letter that said, to anyone consider drinking this uh, bourbon, read this letter first and proceed at your own peril. Then it has this long, crazy letter about uh, the devil himself coming for to one of their music nights and a guy magically disappearing after he drank the bourbon and all this crazy That's shit. That's insane. <laughs> and and it. so it was... Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, it was number one free. <laughs> and number two, it, we got it like... While well, we were like, man, we need more cool displays. Yeah. For it. And it was like, bam! Oh, that's <laughs> it, dude. That's it. So, yeah. Yeah, we bring all of our crazy shit in there. We burn sage in the rest of the building. You know, we want yeah. We tell it all it's its home. We can It can do whatever the fuck it wants in my museum. Excuse me. I don't use that language professionally at the museum. <laughs> After <laughs> hours. Is this live? After hours. Is this? <laughs> we'll, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll be there. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we are going to hop into some deeper stuff about the Mothman, Cockadel. Hey. hey. The professional, <laughs> technically professional, yep. Mothman expert. Technically, emphasis on that Oh, one. yeah. It's on paper somewhere. <laughs> We're writing it down right now. How do you get started on this? What is the what is the basic tale of the Mothman, the legend? Why is he around? All right, well, the Mothman of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. He's been seen several other times, but... The famous encounters, the ones most talked about, the one that Richard Gere oh, <laughs> talked yeah. about. He went through it. Stephen's <laughs> idol. Um, <laughs> he arrived in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. Excuse me. Jot that one down. <laughs> Jot that one down. Do you use that kind of language in the museum? <laughs> Only when talking to little ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, put that in when their parents aren't around, it's like, they're going to yep. think this is a mess up. <laughs> put it in your credentials, Kyle. That's yeah. where you think Point Pleasant is, is West Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> Good God. All right. Um, so Point Pleasant, West Virginia is this sleepy little town on the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. It's right next to uh, Gallipolis. Uh, you can say that a lot of different ways. That's not a real name. <laughs> Gallipolis. 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 Maybe is the real way the to Gallipolis. say it. Gallipolis. Gallipolis. The Gallipolis. Is that how people say like, Gallipolis. Versailles in Kentucky, but it's in the French term, it's Versailles. Versailles. Kind of. It could Versailles. be Gallipolis. Oh, well, God, why? <laughs> no, um, but so that's right on the border there. And, you know, in the 40s, Point Pleasant, West Virginia was this massive town. They had an area that is now referred to as the TNT area where a lot of ammunition was made for the, I'm giving you an entire history lesson Please. here. 
Um, <laughs> a lot of the TNT was made for the air, uh, or fudge. The <laughs> Whoa. I do oh, not use damn. that kind of language. Easy, buddy. No fudges dropped in the uh, <laughs> chill out. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but a lot of the ammunition was made for World War II in what mm-hmm. is now referred to as the TNT area. And uh, there's all these weird concrete igloos everywhere that are also covered in trees and stuff so that those enemies flying over couldn't see what we were hiding. Mm-hmm. But So anyways, World War II ends. So it's sad for this area. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And everything that was uh, a hustling, bustling ammunitions factory is now abandoned. There is a... These igloos were left over, and a lot of companies bought or rented them out privately and left God knows what chemicals they were in. Uh, side note, mm. two years ago, a year ago, one of them exploded. Uh, most oh, of them wow. now are open, and you can go see them. What? Uh, yeah, <laughs> which, let's go. Um, Honestly, yeah. But uh, some of them are still technically rented out, and one of them, like, who knows what was in this TNT, uh, or in the uh, igloo there, uh, but it blew up and you can still go check it out <laughs> right yeah, now dude that's cool <laughs> but yeah so uh world war ii ends this area is basically abandoned except for companies using these igloos and all of a sudden the uh hopping 60s come along mm-hmm. and peace love and mothman good times <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so in the 60s the tnt area has become a wildlife refuge and there are still these chemicals there but most often it's used all these Roads that were built for the plants that once stood there are still there. So uh, teenagers used to go out there and park, mm-hmm. if you know what ooh, I mean. Ooh, a little bit <laughs> of neck and a little, yeah, um, make out point. Yep. <laughs> so one night, fast forward, there's one more account I could talk about, but I'm going to fast forward to poor Roger and Linda Scarberry and their friends, the Mallards. Mm. They were out there. I don't want to get in what the four of them were doing in Mm. the car together Mm. in this area. Mm. I am not here to say that they were... Are we about to speculate? Let's do it. (laughs) Let's (laughs) speculate. I heard from the Mothman. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, But no, they were out there for a while, and one of them, this was in November of 1966, one of them saw glowing red eyes fly by, and they're like, wow, this must be imagination. I believe it's yeah. Linda Scarberry who was the first one that saw him. And eventually, after a few sightings by everyone except Roger Scarberry, um, everyone saw the Mothman, except Roger because he was driving, mm-hmm. and everyone started getting terrified. And so they just told Roger, take off. So he's in his car, 1966 car. It's a little badass, you know? It's a pony. Of course. So he takes off, he's going 100 miles an hour, and he looks up and there is some black six and a half wing creature with glowing red eyes chasing him, keeping up with his hundred mile an hour vehicle. Well, this is what the Amish believe happens if you drive a car. I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the speed demon. Yeah. Is the yeah. Point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so they, you know, Linda, let's go ahead and make a complete uh, mockery out of what we think a West Virginia woman in the sixties would sound like yelling at at Roger. Uh, do you think it'd be something like? Roger, go faster! Uh, I don't know, babe. What do you? She's like eighteen or nineteen, so that might have been too young. Yeah, baby. What do you say? No, what do you got? I don't know. It's Uh, time for your sons. I think that was perfect, though. Like Roger, (laughs) Roger is coming. Roger, Raj. Raj. We don't know him well enough to say that. Shout out Raj Dog. No, shout out Raj the Barber. Shout out Raj the Barber. Four fifty. 
So they eventually, these are 18-year-old kids, and they make it to the police station. They're okay. so freaked out, they go to the police station. Even though everyone knows they were out there. You know, yeah. God knows why. Let, let's go ahead and talk about what the four of them were doing together. What were they doing? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Hand jobs all around or what? <laughs> it's hard to say. So you can go into the, what is now the Mothman Museum and actually read their police accounts, police reports they wrote out that night exactly of what they saw. Huh. And uh, it's, like I said, a six-and-a-half-foot-tall black wing creature with glowing red eyes. Um, they know, Almost everyone consistently noticed the glowing red eyes mm-hmm. uh, in every story. There's this woman, Connie, that saw it about four days, I think, after the Skybearers ran into it. Uh, that could be completely wrong. Don't quote me on that four days. Um, and she actually got conjunctivitis from staring at the red eyes of the Mothman. Her eyes got swollen, similar to what radiation burns would be. Oh, wow. So, Don't look at him. Yeah. <laughs> so for 13 months, over 100 people report seeing this, this fucking thing. It's everywhere. And they report it to the police. They report it to... Uh, the woman that wrote about it most was Mary Heyer, who wrote for the Athens Messenger from Ohio, but she was her office was downtown Point Pleasant. Okay. She loved talking about the Mothman. Uh, she came. She became friends with John Keel, who wrote the, both the Mothman prophecies, and they would go out constantly and looking for it. Uh, her is this niece, what the movie's based on? Yes, but do not ever think that movie is. Yeah, it's yeah. first. It's a time jump. It takes place in the nineties. Yeah, they never explain weird. that. Number two, they change the number. This is big spoiler alert for this. People die eventually in this story. Yeah, and at the end of the Mothman prophecies, they change the number of people that died in the movie from what actually happened, and they make the number less. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But also yeah. has Richard Gere in it. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, right, Here we go. Anyway. <laughs> um. He or so. Anyways, over a hundred people report seeing him. Uh, that Mary Hire woman works the newspaper, writes about it, and uh, her niece, I believe, is actually that Connie woman that got the mm-hmm. conjunctivitis from it. Um, so people all over this uh, small town start looking for it every weekend. They're going out with their shotguns uh, to the TNT area, <laughs> and they do. have sightings. And some of them see this thing. And uh, oh, I want to go ahead. I don't. I want to go ahead and talk about. A kind of sad thing. So there's one time this poor woman was holding her newborn baby. And and she was got out of her car, was at her house and was going to her car, and she felt someone was looking at her. Uh So she turned and the mothman was fucking staring right at her. (laughs) And it scared her so bad, she dropped her baby and fell on top of Oh. And then eventually came out of whatever spell she said she was in, got the baby, it was okay, uh, she claims. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, went inside mm-hmm. and through the window could see it was still lurking around her property. Mm. So uh, let me ask you this. It's 1966, and people are talking about seeing this crazy-ass thing. Yeah. And you're just going home. You know, maybe you're drunk. maybe a little drunk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know where you're going. And you're <laughs> and if, you're walking up to your house, and all of a sudden, your brand new newborn baby that you're holding, you whoops, fum- you fumble, you, slip, and, you fumble. Oh no, are you going to fumble tell people? Me. Oh my God, I'm the worst mother in the world. I just dropped my newborn baby. Or are you gonna say, 
I, Mothman stared at me with those glowing red eyes. <laughs> and I just dropped it. I That's absolutely what happened. You can use an excuse for anything. So you know that people. everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the, the Mothman. The I'm damn so sorry. Mothman. <laughs> I mean, how, that boy was never all right. How, like, weren't the 60s pretty, like, acid heavy? They were. And, you know, at the same time, uh, the Mothman was seen, uh, first sightings were in November 1966. Last sightings in Point Pleasant were December 15th, 1967. So mm. if you think of the 60s, or especially 67, at the same time that the Mothman's being seen in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, uh, Patterson-Gimlin go on their expedition in Bluff Creek, California, and record the famous Patterson-Gimlin footage mm. of the 32-second-long, 31-second-long Bigfoot, which mm-hmm. is still some of the best evidence we mm. have. Yeah. Uh, over in California, we have uh, the Summer of Love going on. People yeah. are all... Peace and love and meditating and talking about, like, psychically loving each other and putting good vibes out into the air, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. And all of a sudden, all the shit's going crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, in addition to that, those are just two of the most famous that happened in that time. Uh, That is during the peak of uh, UFO sightings. There were several, uh, especially uh, in... On the East Coast, a lot of, uh, like, lake monster sightings and stuff. Champ hmm. was seeing a lot of Something was going on. Well, in yeah. the 60s is, in general, probably one of our most, like, important decades for it, America. So, like, that is interesting. That yeah. It all, like, really kind of comes out. Uh, this is semi-related, but uh, I went to, shout out to the Mu- <laughs> Museum of uh, Witchcraft, Buckland's Museum of Witchcraft in Cleveland, Ooh. Ohio. Oh, well, that sounds um, cool. The curator of that told me an interesting thing that I'd never heard. Um... Alistair Crowley bought this big giant house for magical purposes that was on Loch Ness. And it, oh, wow. <laughs> it was some for some reason like perfect for doing these spells that uh, were big things where it took six months to complete the spell and you had to open all these portals and these gateways and stuff. And for some reason how the you needed a giant body of water and uh, how the house was situated like what direction it face made a difference too he had these giant windows that opened out onto the lock um and so he did this crazy ass thing uh <laughs> like he started this six month long uh spell to do god knows what opening all these doorways and, and stuff about two or three months into it he gets this phone call or letter or whatever saying we, we need to come to america and he's like, I, I can't. I left all these gates of hell open and, and can't just walk away from it. And they're like, dude, it's important. So he leaves. And a month later, the first sighting of the Loch Ness Monster happens. Oh, wow. I don't want to say he conjured it from another yeah. <laughs> dimension, but Aleister Crowley conjured the <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. What, what year was that in? Do you, can you oh, I, I cannot give you oh, the man, exact one. that would one. be sick. That's... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's the Whoa. first time I had ever heard that connection before, too. No, so that's a yeah, Crowley connection to the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, <laughs> dope. Yeah, that's cool. That's what America needed. Yeah, how much <laughs> masturbating do you think brought forth the Loch Ness Monster <laughs> <laughs> through Alistair Crowley? Yeah, he had to make some sort of effigy of it made out of something. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, but I digress. Yes, the 60s were a weird fucking time uh especially in point pleasant west virginia they uh if the mothman was all that was there yeah that's crazy yeah but uh in those 13 months especially uh the most documented cases of men in black ever happened mm. and so john keel who is one of the main people that investigated the mothman actually coined the term with his friend gray barker who is from west virginia um 
coined the term men in black. And so oh. they have, uh, Gray Barker coined the term and John Keel like first commented on the phenomenon. Yeah. So between the two of them, they solved, quote unquote, that mystery. That's crazy. And so John Keel was there. John Keel's the main like paranormal investigator checking this shit out. And he said that his whole fucking life went upside down. Like he would, during this time, he's from New York City. And so he spent a lot of time in... Point Pleasant, and then he would drive back to New York, and he would just, it would be the middle of the night, so he'd get tired and randomly pull over at a hotel and check in, and there'd be a room, like a reservation in his name. And he would get phone calls at places he never told anyone he was, and it was uh, strange voices telling, like impersonating him or telling him to drop this. Uh, This happens to Richard Gere a little bit. Yeah. Uh, He plays John Keel in the movie, and someone calls him named Indrid Cold, which Injured Cold did not do that, but I will tell you about Injured Cold. He's probably my favorite aspect of the high strangest of Point Pleasant during, like, the Mothman times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, all this shit's going crazy. Um, the John Keels feels like he's someone's following him, and he's he sees all this, like, he's having the hotel rooms happen. He, every night, uh, goes out with Mary Hire to this place in Gallipolis Ferry, which is, like, ten minutes down from Point Pleasant, and every single night he goes there, he sees a and, like, mm. he starts to think that these things are happening specifically because he's investigating them. Like, he even, in a later book, talks about how he came up with this weird th- theory that he'd never even thought seriously about, that somehow our aliens that people see, we always kind of think that they're just breathing air like us, and what yeah. if they're, like, fish aliens and, like, are actually on their home planet, like, from an ocean or something... And he thought that, never talked to anyone about it, and within a week he had a report of someone seeing a man in black with gills. Huh. So, oh, and no, that had never been reported before. So the men in black, so they're, they are aliens, supposedly, right? Like that's, They are. For those that don't know, like, I guess explain yeah. that. There's um, a, what's the term for it? It's like a manifestation of something. Because like, they're know? not like they are in the movie, He's, obviously. Yeah, he is, well, um, his idea, I think, uh, the two main theories are that they're government agents, and they yeah. act kind of weird just to kind of discredit that the government would care about people yeah. talking about the Mothman. You know, right. like, they, they, what I mean by act weird is, like, Mary Hire, the newspaper person, uh, while she's writing about the Mothman, these men in black who, uh, a lot of them, not to be racist at all, a lot of them are, uh, John Keel say, look like they're almost of Asian descent, uh-huh. uh, but they are, like, Caucasian, like, Mm-hmm. They have Asian, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and so um, they dress in like very nice black suits with skinny ties and wear cars or like drive cars that are like 30 years old, but look brand new. Huh. And he says that or like Mary Hire, for instance, was writing one night late in her uh, office and one came in and started threatening her about uh, the paper she was writing about mm-hmm. uh, for the Mothman. And, like, it lasted for a while, and she said that his he almost talked, like, in a sing-songy voice and, like, uh, said a lot of things very strangely. Um, his voice was kind of high-pitched. And near the end of him threatening her about writing about the Mothman, he sees a ballpoint pen on her desk, and he picks it up and, like, stares at it in wonder like he's never seen anything li- uh, like it ever and starts laughing maniacally and runs out of her office. Yikes. Oh wow! So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, just a little socially awkward. Yeah, so they're weirdos. Yeah, they yeah. um just don't quite match. And so the theories are that like they're government agents that just act weird that try to discredit that anyone will ever talk about them, 
or John Keel's main thing is that all of this stuff isn't even aliens. This is going to get real de- deep Ooh, here for a second. Okay. I'm ready. Um, yeah. dive. That he basically calls uh, Point Pleasant a window area where it is the walls between our dimension and another oh, dimension okay. are softer. And so all these things are ultra terrestrial. It's like Twin Peaks. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like a Black Lodge situation. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, um, yeah, he he would notice all these things that, see, like in the same area, every like twenty years, some weird crazy thing would happen that was not like this weird, you know, like the Mothman, for instance, mm-hmm. or uh, the Flatwoods Monster, yeah. or something. He noticed on regular interview. Uh, uh, intervals, these things would happen that have not been reported before and then don't persist. They just are there for, like, the Mothman was there for 13 months and he's gone, you know? Um, but yeah, so he thinks that it was uh, just for a while a window area and... Things uh, are just, like, clipping in. Yeah, just... so the Mothman, uh, the UFOs, a lot of UFOs were sighted uh, during the time. Um, a lot of Men in Black, there's Bigfoot sightings, there's this one creature that left three-toed footprints uh, that was <laughs> there for a while. He thinks that's all from another dimension. Huh. And um, the big debate is, was the Mothman here to, you know, warn about an impending tragedy, or did he come and fucking start? See, that's, that's what I've heard. I've heard yeah. he's either a harbinger of destruction, or he's came to let everyone know that something bad is going to happen. Exactly. That's what I've always heard about it. Yeah, he... Um, which... Is a cool idea, but, you know, there's no... Uh, where part of that comes from uh, is there's a lot of things that the Mothman have in common with the Thunderbirds that Native Americans have seen. Yes, now, Thunderbirds, that's... I'm, I kind of like... We're talking about the Ford, yeah. Ford car. Oh, yeah, the okay. Ford Thunderbird. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> baby. It's legendary. Good old Thunder Chicken. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, Thunderbirds are just giant, most most of the time, blackbirds that Native Americans have reported seeing uh, around times of great change. Yeah, even, yeah. You know? So the thought is this could be it. Uh, I mean, the moth, the name Mothman came from uh, someone writing for the uh, newspaper there. But Mothman, uh, in uh, like two years before the Mothman encounters... The Mothman was a villain in Batman in the comic series. <laughs> so the, he's straight ripped off from Batman. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So did you say that was Native Americans that saw the Thunderbird? Thunderbird. Yeah. And okay. then there's this whole sub thing, like Point Pleasant was the site of this battle. Uh, uh-huh. And there's this guy named Chief Cornstalk that actually was like a very righteous uh, Native American that like helped do the right thing several times and then was killed in Point Pleasant Mm-hmm. Uh, in an ambush, like, they lured him there under, like, false pretenses and mm-hmm. killed him and, and his son, I think. And so he cursed it with his dying breath. And that, some people think the Mothman's the manifestation. That's that. opened up the portal where he's a manifestation. Exactly. Right. Um, and there's another main theory with him, uh, I'll just quickly say, with the Mothman, is that those chemicals over in TNT area, it's, it's somehow a natural thing that has mutated into the Mothman. Hmm. So... Who knows? But I like to think I agree with John Keel. It's all they're all from another dimension. Uh, the men in black are somehow like police from this other dimension. Like time and, police. Yeah, yeah exactly. And what is that area called? Like I know that has like a name because there's places over in the west that have that too. Or is that what ley lines? Uh, are? Ley lines are. I, I don't know where ley lines are in West Virginia, but yeah, ley lines so, are. I don't know what ley lines are. That's what. I'm yeah, well, I know of them, but I'm not really. Is it like a? Uh, 
<clears throat> longitude latitude type thing of just like it's a belt of strangeness is that the yeah whole, the yeah whole idea so that's it? that ley lines are a separate idea that um most of the things in the world are lined up on these invisible lines that uh travel like funnel energy so yeah. you can actually a lot of these ley lines have been drawn out like connect weird like the pyramids and like huge cave mm-hmm. systems and a lot of stuff like See, that huh. The reason I ask is, like, my dad used to go to Peru, like, once or twice a year to this area called, like, the Chamkai River Valley that has, like, literally no running water, like, no TV, no electric, none of that Oh, stuff. no TV on that. Yeah, none of that yeah. stuff, yeah. right? <laughs> so, um, anyway, it's kind of, like, it's a little ways away from, like, a huge city in Peru, but it's far enough away that they just don't have anything. Yeah. Well, when my dad went there, he said that there were people in that area that had been talking about seeing UFOs, but really? they had never met Americans or anybody from the West. Or they, 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 wouldn't, they wouldn't have had any influence to say something like that. No, yeah. they just said it. They just said, hey, we've seen these things. What do you think about them? That's huh. awesome. <laughs> so I didn't know if maybe it was in that's some right, kind dude. of you yeah. know, band. That's or, another idea, too, is... Uh, the 37th parallel line, like yeah. most of, there's a book that was done recently by Br- Br- Ben M- Meisrick. Seems like a lot yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's called the 37th parallel and it basically just talks about how almost everything weird that has ever happened in the world happens between the 36th and the, or the 36th and 38th parallels. So mm-hmm. like not only weird stuff, but like. Uh, most UNESCO heritage sites like fall along these. Um, mm. uh, military bases uh, fall along these. Area Fifty One, Fort Knox, uh, Mammoth Cave, um, a lot of places. Everything. Yeah, that we care about. Uh, the pyramids. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of things fall across, uh, like right on these, and it's where the majority of all UFO sightings have ever been seen. Uh, not only UFO, but like all high strangeness so interesting okay well so that is close enough like it's con- you know it's all concentrated around here it averages on the 37th parallel and then like phases out a little bit as you get like up and down from that okay. so that very well could be so vacation planning yeah, yeah. anywhere in there stay, yeah, yeah it's easy stay on the parallel yeah Just go around i think a lot of route 66 is even on <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Six, six, six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's it's... actually a really shitty movie that they made, like specifically for sci-fi. I think I recommend watching it. Yeah. Uh, well, if you've ever seen the show Supernatural in their first season, like one of the worst episodes ever is called Road Six Six Six, and it's a haunted racist truck that kills people. <laughs> it's awesome. So it's Whoa. like a like <laughs> <laughs> So Tomater. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Everyone's. I gotta do one good joke an episode. That was a yeah. good bit. And now I'm cashed out. Yeah, that's all you get for this episode. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, my favorite thing about all of the Mothman stuff is this guy named Woody Derenberger who lived in Parkersburg, West Virginia, like 20 minutes outside of Point Pleasant. And he was, I think, in either in '66 or '67, right when all this was happening. Um, he was driving along a highway and. He, it was late at night, and he saw this plane fly over him that was really close, and it scared him. And he started slowing down and realized it wasn't a plane. It was a UFO. And it was mm. stopped and landed in the highway in front of his vehicle. So he stopped. Oh, gosh. And this thing got out that looked like a human that smiled very widely. And uh, he, his name, eventually he introduced himself. He said, uh, 
Oh, I think that's the first thing he said. He said, my name is Injured Cold. And uh, they he's referred to, like, other people have ran into this Injured Cold character. He's also referred to as the Grinning Man. And, like, there's accounts of the Grinning Man everywhere. Like, that's a creepy it's very creepy. It's, it's, it's very weird. But Injured Cold's an awesome dude. Like, he's like, I'm from a planet called Lanulos. Uh, we all run around naked. It's uh, pretty awesome up there. Um, and while he's, he's just chose Woody to tell this like hey stop driving home I needed to just tell my life story to someone you know <laughs> and there's eyewitnesses that passed Woody Derenberger stopped in his car uh, and they said yeah I noticed he was talking to someone out there and it looked like there's an airplane on the road or something I didn't really pay like there's what? actual yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he just talked to him I don't think it was very long but he said I'll contact you again and I mean, Woody Derenberger and uh, what's-his-face there, Injured Cold, started a little bromance. Like, wow. he, he, like lifelong friendship for the rest of Woody's life. and uh, That's not far from how I met Ryan. <laughs> no, it's not. It's pretty close. He landed in front of you and then into your yeah. heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was down naked. from the ceiling. <laughs> Freshman year. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they, um, he took him. Uh, several times to the planet Lanulos. He took a, other wood of Woody's family members to the planet. Uh, Woody's family members will say, yeah, sometimes uh, we don't know where uh, our dad is for like three weeks and he comes back and it turns out he was just with uh, an injured cold on Lanulos. Wow. So is is he paying the bills? I mean, how's he going to leave work for three See, weeks? That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> mm, Mr. Cole has some explaining to do, I think, honestly. <laughs> it seems like another good cover-up of just, like, a second life. Yeah. He's like, oh, i got to go to Lanyolos for <laughs> yeah. a few months, and he's like, to his other well, family. He just, he just has, like, a girlfriend or <laughs> yeah. something, and he yeah. just yeah. makes her do all that. Lana. <laughs> yeah. Lana, Lana Lois. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does he just leave the room going, ah! Yeah. That's how he says, I, I can see that. Just Yeah. It's like, you want to hang out tonight? Put on the suit. Put yeah. on the suit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's too good. But yeah, he, lifelong friendship, um, and they've written books about his adventures to Lanulos, which all, of oh. course, like, John Keel listens to this all, and he's like, okay, well, none of these things are actually aliens. They're all from another dimension, so this is all a lie it's telling you. Right. But that's cool, okay, you yeah. know? Like, all right. <laughs> but yeah, it's all crazy, and then, um, I mean, things just keep getting crazier, and on December 15th, 1967, it all ends. Uh, getting pretty close to Christmas, and there's a bridge there that connected Gallipolis, Ohio, to Point Pleasant, and it was called the Silver Bridge. And uh, December 15th, around 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening, it was way overloaded. It was mm-hmm. built about 40 or 50 years before this, and it was made for m- uh, much less weight than it had on it. Currently. Yeah. And so it's overloaded. People have just got paid. Uh, there's Chris- They're all doing Christmas shopping in Gallipolis. They're on the way back, and there's a red light that stops traffic in Point Pleasant and actually has traffic stopped on the bridge. And while the bridge is completely filled, uh, what's called an I-bar collapse, I believe. Is what I it's mean. Called. I, no, it's... I-bar? What is I I-bar? Bar, I-cross. Hmm. Sounds like something Apple would make. I believe it's, yeah. yeah I don't Apple know. Yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> um, we're, not, we're not construction specialists. Yeah, here. it was this little, like, quarter of an inch... Um, like it kind of looked like a screw thing that just fractured and um, uh, or maybe this fracture was a quarter of an inch and it caused the entire bridge to collapse 
And wow. it collapsed literally in 13 seconds, I believe it was. So you're saying that bridge was held up with hopes and dreams, basically. <laughs> exactly. That's what it sounds like. And uh, it's actually kind of macabre, but no one, like, they never knew what to do. West Virginia didn't even have, like, a... Uh, they had a Department of Transportation for roads, but they didn't have any sort of bridge safety. They had nothing over, like, oh, boats wow. and stuff. Uh, and so because <laughs> of that collapse, they now are one of the better, like... I hope. Yeah, yeah. specifically because <laughs> yeah. of the Silver Bridge collapse, uh, they saved another bridge in West Virginia, like, a couple of years later that would was imminently going to collapse That's as crazy. well. Uh, but, yeah, so it collapsed. There's... Uh, Eyewitnesses said you could see uh, Christmas presents just floating down the old Ohio oh, River there, no. and forty six people died. Uh, very f- almost anyone that went into the water stayed in the water. Like very few uh, yeah, people. Yeah, I imagine. Up. And it was like I said, uh, it was seconds that it all happened. Yeah. And afterwards, there was rumors that people saw the Mothman on the bridge when it happened. Uh, there were rumors that a couple days beforehand, people saw the men in black climbing around on the mm-hmm. bridge. Uh, but after that, no one in the area ever saw the Mothman again, or at least reported it. Yeah. And uh, didn't report anything weird until I think it was 2005. Um, someone saw a dog man. A dog oh, man, dog basically man. a werewolf. Oh. Oh. But yeah. Man. He did He did what he had to do, and then he left. Yeah, yeah and then he booked it. Yeah. Do you know if <laughs> any of the people who had reported Mothman... Were they on the bridge? Do you know if any of those um, I do not know that for sure. I'd really like to know that. Yeah, that's that a very that good question. A, yeah. Yeah, um, I know, I'm trying to think, uh, one of the people that ran the Mothman Festival, which still goes on year, like every year, there's over 12,000 people come to this little yeah. tiny downtown. It's big. It's yeah. awesome. It's my favorite thing uh, ever. Uh, and one of the people that started it was uh, named Carolyn Harris, and she started, or she owned the Harris Steakhouse, which was mm-hmm. known as the Mothman Diner, it's where Richard Gere ate all the time. Yeah. Mothman prophecies and everything. And she helped start that festival celebrating, quote unquote, the Mothman and the Silver Bridge collapse. And her entire family died in the bridge collapse. Jeez. Her entire, her, I believe her husband and kids. So, <laughs> and she helped turn it into something that forever, like from forever scarred the town to like brought in like a viable touristable like Honestly, income, yeah, you know? that is tourism right That's there. Cool. Yeah. And it's really the Mothman Festival has saved like this town. They now have a Mothman Museum. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, their downtown, like our downtown, has a statue of John Sherman Cooper. Their downtown has a twenty foot tall Mothman statue. Yeah, yeah. I've oh, seen many yeah. pictures. <laughs> it's, it's super tight. Way cooler. Yeah, Way cooler sick. Than John Sherman Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, old when is man. the festival normal? Uh, it is third weekend in September every year. Okay, so it's mm. coming up. It is. Um, we're looking at a little over a month now. And uh, we will be there. Yours truly will be set up there at the festival. Well, Lord 20 may have to make a make an appearance. Have to just yeah. go yeah. see it. Yeah, we'll, guys, we'll be there. We'll yeah, you guys have fun. I'll be on my honeymoon. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. In Florida. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, Don't tell them what you'll see yikes. down there. No, it's yeah. cool. We're going to go to Universal. And apparently I'm jealous. Their Halloween thing starts September 2nd. Oh, so cool. we'll be able to catch that. But Autumn wants to go to Harry Potter World. So that's that's, that's going to cool. be, I mean, redacted world for uh, <laughs> copyright <laughs> issues. All right. right. If you have extra time down there, uh, about like 45 minutes an hour away from uh, Harry, the place mm-hmm. and everything, uh-huh. is uh, Casadega. It's the psychic capital of the world. Uh, very awesome. The whole town's on the National oh, List of yeah. Historic Places. It's all like the hotels from 1934. Uh, 
Bright Eyes released the album Casadega yeah. about that place. Oh. Uh, he recorded it, like, he wrote the songs for it, staying in the Casadega Hotel, That's supposedly. Crazy. I don't know. Well, yeah, we're staying in Siesta Key, so I imagine it wouldn't be too far from there either. So, yeah, yeah dude, we might have to, <laughs> we'll be there a week, so we'll yeah, make a trip awesome. out, but That's cool. You should yeah, also go awesome. to the swamps. Oh, oh yeah. buddy, I'm a rascal uh, gator. Yeah. Gator. Yeah, go down the ass. I know swamp. that. Better than that was Shrek, aren't you? I told you my jokes were cashed in. <laughs> wow, you really <laughs> ran dry quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jokes are cashed in. Uh, Whoa. Okay. Wow. So that's a lot of that's a lot of good stuff about a lot of good stuff. Oh yeah. Do you guys have any questions about the Mothman for Kyle? That's what mm. I, I want to get some of that out of the way. <laughs> well, I know you do. Yeah, I absolutely. I'd do. like you just to hit those. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did Mothman cause nine eleven? <laughs> Uh, my opinion or the truth? The truth, yes. My opinion, yes. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, there are, of course, uh, reports of seeing that dang Mothman. Uh, not only at 9-11, but several other uh, huge tragedies in the world, not not even in America. Right. Chernobyl? Uh, there, there are reports of him being seen at Chernobyl. Um, there are reports of him being si- seen at 9-11. Right. There's those really crappy Photoshop photos, yeah. but other than that, yeah. there are actual reports. Okay. Um, in Minnesota, like, over a decade ago, there was a... I don't know the specifics. There was a, um interstate bridge that collapsed. He was seen at that bridge collapse as well. Damn. Uh, May yeah. I just say... That's what happens if you don't have good pest control. <laughs> you know, that's just what happens. Keep them moths out. Yeah, yeah, you can oh, spray man. for that. That's shit. cool, Beatty. What do you so, got? I know yeah, you where do we? Uh, so how are we gonna combine? Like, so Mothman's gonna show up on the CCTV tapes for Jeff Epstein. Oh my god. Oh man. Hold on. Hold on, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. yeah restart that one. Start you restart it. Cut you know back. I don't cut anything out. You ask me to. <laughs> we don't ever. cut anything. So when are we gonna find out that Mothman has something to do with Jeffrey Epstein and his? Uh, Unfortunate suicide. <laughs> Have we? Do we not already know that? Yeah, a fact? No, we know that's a fact. We know he's involved. Is his Boy. real last name Clinton? <laughs> Whoa, Mothman Moth Clinton. Clinton. Uh, Moth hey, Clinton. you know. Or I'm sure it, Bill was called. He started that. his life as a splooch at a dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's come full circle. <laughs> it has. <laughs> Is there a moth woman? Uh, yeah, is there a moth woman? I have seen hmm. some very sexually drawn photos yeah, of a moth man. Right. <laughs> on the old interwebs. Hey, shout Confirmed. out to literally anyone who saw my little uh, Mothman erotica on the Twitter the other day. <laughs> I for five it could have No, less than five minutes. It didn't maybe. survive said long. Five minutes. Anybody who sees that, <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Let me know if you saw it. Describe to me what it was, and then you'll get a well, big ass shout out. <laughs> well, we are going to be going to the Kelly Little Green Man Festival. Oh, yeah. Kyle's going to be there. We're going to be there. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be, really be dope. It's, uh, it's in Hopkinsville. Hopkinsville. It's a little town right outside, actually, uh, called Kelly, and it mm-hmm. is right down the road. Or not even road, it's right across from a tree line where the <laughs> UFO actually landed, quote-unquote, uh, for the Kelly Villagreen encounter. All right, so we're going to be there. It's going to be a sick thing. We're going to try to have some stickers and maybe some other dumb stuff to give away at that time. Yeah, if you happen to be there or make your way out there, please come find us, get a pic, it's yeah. hang out. next weekend. Yep. Yes. Uh, 16th and 17th. Yep, that is correct, 16th and 17th. 
Uh, I hear the Mothman's actually going this year. Oh, they, cool. they booked him as the main speaker. That's He's coming. Yeah. We will go <laughs> live on either. Facebook if he appears. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, we appreciate you guys listening to Lore Twenty Podcasts. And Kyle, where can people find you or find out more about you? Uh, you can check us out on the website. Uh, it is ipmrc.org. There's not a lot on it right now. Or our Facebook for the International Paranormal Museum. Or just come down. Most weekends I'm there giving tours. And uh, we're open Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 4. And Fridays and Saturdays, noon to 6. So admission's just a small $3. We have been. A pittance. So worth it. (laughs) Please go see my dude in there. People are so shocked. Like when I say, have you been to the Paranormal Museum? They're like, in Somerset? Yeah. I'm like, yes, in Somerset. In the heart of it. It's Yeah. In the beginning, we didn't want to do any, like, advertising locally because uh, of where we are yeah uh, we are we understand. afraid of uh, a pushback from the religious mm-hmm. majority mm-hmm. Um, yeah we are in the bible belt but see. we we've been open almost two years and it's never happened yeah. i've had one no, person ask if it's satanist and one person t- in public tell me she's gonna pray for me uh, thank you okay. what do they say right. about I, I, another small spoiler but um Kyle has got some cryptid-themed craft beers in there in the display oh, cases, yeah. and I think that's, like, one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. And, uh, I, I imagine some... I could just imagine, like, some woman coming through and just... <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> I do not agree with that. Yeah, we've had a question about... Uh, because we have some beer, uh, some beers, mm-hmm. liquor, and soda, and yeah. usually soda's the one that they notice the first, and they're like, where'd you get all these sodas? And we're like, oh, the sodas, blah, blah, blah. These beers are from... Beer. A beer. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gotten that a couple times where we yeah. are. But I'm just waiting for someone to hold me up at gunpoint and seal our Rougarou rum. You know? <laughs> yeah, it might be us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to need You the... don't need the gunpoint. Just, just... And Beatty's got a gun. And he's pulling it out. I've got a gun. Oh, he's pulling it out. Harsh All right. Well, that seems like a good point to turn Beatty off completely. Just get rid of him <laughs> at the episode. <laughs> he's done. It came out wrong. You know, turn me off. You're gonna turn me off, bitch. Yeah, I'm going to. You didn't turn me on in the first place. I'm gonna turn baby off. Turn me on, turn me loose. Exactly, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lore Twenty Podcast. We will see you next time. Peace out.